Amen. Well, as I uh, mentioned in my prayer, we are concluding uh, the book of Leviticus. And we know that the central theme of Leviticus is on holiness. The fact is, is that our God is a holy God. And we serve a holy God. And everything about our God is holy. Remember that. Who He is, all that belongs to Him, and that includes us. It is all holy. I'm going to read to you one scripture that we went over a few months back. It says, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. And as we finish the book today, you know, as we go th- over the final chapter, you know, it's going to talk about people. It's going to talk about things. It's going to talk about possessions. It's going to talk about animals. These that are dedicated to the Lord. And he wants us to know that if we give something to the Lord, it belongs to Him. Remember that when you give something to the Lord, it belongs to Him. And He has a purpose for it. He has a plan for it. And we know that for us as a people, you know, our human nature is, when we give things to the Lord, we have a tendency of doing what? Taking them back. You're absolutely right. You know, do you remember as kids, and I see my kids doing it, when they say, you know what, I'm going to give you this, right? They give it to their brother, to their sister, or their cousin, or whoever it may be. And the next thing you hear out of their mouth is, you know what, I changed my mind. Give it back to me, right? I want it back. And this is the way we are. This is the way our human nature is. You know what? We just like to take things back. You know, we can share this, right? I mean, I think we've all thought about this many times, and many of us have done this. You know, when we tell the Lord, Lord, you know what? I'm going to give you this. Or I'm going to give you money, right? You know what? I'm going to give you some more. I got a raise or... Or you know what, I got this extra bonus, and you know what, I'm going to give you some more of that. And all of a sudden, throughout the weeks, or through the coming week, you have bills coming in. And you start saying, Lord, I know I told you I was going to give you more, but you understand, right? There's bills that come in, and I didn't expect these bills. And so you don't fulfill your promise. You know, this happens all the time. You know, when we have certain burdens that are on our heart, certain burdens that we're experiencing, right? And all of a sudden, you say, Lord, you know what? I'm done with it. I'm I'm giving it to you. And I'm just going to lay it at your feet, and I know I'm not supposed to take it back, and I'm not going to take it back. And what's the next thing you do? Five minutes later, You forget what you've done, right? And you're taking it back and you're like, oh Lord, what am I going to do? And I'm sorry, and this and that. You know, today's lesson is on understanding that, you know what? When you give things to the Lord, leave them there. They're His, they belong to Him. And we know that these instructions that we're going to be reading about today, they're given to the Jews. You know, these instructions that He's talking about, they are specifically for the Jews. But may this teaching move us. Move us into not taking things back. As he spoke to his people. And he's, you know, as we know that when we give things to the Lord, we give things to him cheerfully. And we are not to take them back. 
One thing that we're going to see and we're going to read about, that when the Jews did take things back, they had to pay a hefty price for it. And that's what we're going to read about. So let's begin to read in verse 1 of chapter 27. It says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When a man consecrates by a vow certain persons to the Lord, according to your valuation, if your valuation is of a male from 20 years old up to 60 years old, then your valuation shall be 50 shekels of silver, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. If it is a female, then your valuation shall be 30 shekels. And if it is from 5 years old up to 20 year, years old, then your valuation for a male shall be 20 shekels. And for a female, 10 shekels. And if from a month old up to 5 years old, then your valuation for a male shall be 5 shekels of silver. And for a female, your valuation shall be 3 shekels of silver. And if from 60 years old and above, if it is a male, then your valuation shall be 15 shekels. And for a female, 10 shekels. But if he is too poor to pay your valuation, then he shall present himself before the priest, and the priest shall set a value for him according to the ability of him who vowed the priest shall value him. So what we're talking about here as we read this, we're talking about making a vow of, of dedicating yourself or people, whether it be kids or children or loved ones, whoever it may be. You know, he's telling the people, you know what? When you take a vow, there's a value that's associated with the person that you give. See, and the vows were made because these people, you know what? When, when the Lord, when they, when they just felt the goodness of God, when they felt the blessing of God, when, when they knew that, you know what, that, that God had brought healing or deliverance or whatever the case may be, they wanted to give above what they had to. It wasn't required, but they wanted to make a vow. They wanted to dedicate more to the Lord. And so some of them would say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to give myself to you now. I'm going to serve you fully, wholeheartedly. I'm going to serve, I'm going to, be, I'm going to just give my service all of my time to you. And after a while, people get tired of that. And people may change their mind, right? They just made a rash decision in the blessing, in the healing, or whatever happened to them. They, you know what? They just said, you know what? I'm going to give all myself to you. And then after a week, or two weeks, or a month, or even a year, they say, you know what? I changed my mind, Lord. You know what? I don't want to be fully serving you, totally committed to you. I don't want to give you all of my service. So the Lord says, okay, you want to buy yourself back? He says, you know what? If you're a male, as he says there, from 20 years old up to 60 years old, you could buy yourself back. Just give me 50 shekels. Give me 50 shekels. You think to yourself, well, what's a shekel? You know, well, you know what does a shekel mean? A shekel? One shekel, so you guys know, is a month's income. So if a guy wanted to, you know, buy himself back, right, after he dedicated himself to the Lord, 
he would have to pay four years of income if he changed his mind. The amount of money that was here associated with women or men or ages, it had nothing to do with worth. But it had to do with how much work could come out of them. And so that's why, as you see, you know, between 20 and, what was it, 50? As he said there, or 60? That, you know what, that it was 50 shekels. And the younger you were, it was less. And so, you know, if you were a female, you know, and you dedicated your daughter, you know, and you said to yourself, man, you know what, why did I give my daughter away? You know what, I shouldn't have done that. And you think to yourself, you know what, I'm going to buy her back. Lord, I want, I want her back. I, you know, I need her back at home. It'd be the same thing. You had to come up with shekels. You know, the older folks, you know, they were only worth 15 or 10 shekels. It was only a year's income. But see, one thing that the Lord is teaching them, one thing that the Lord is sharing with them, is that, you know what, He doesn't allow people that give to the Lord. Do you remember as a kid what you used to call these people? They were called Indian givers, remember? Remember you talked to somebody after you gave them something and you took it back? What was the first thing you'd call them? You Indian giver. I know there's a story behind that. But you know what? That's what we used to call people, right? Indian givers. And then they'd be all upset. I'm not an Indian giver. Oh yeah, you are. You took it back. But see, the Lord doesn't allow Indian givers to get away easily. Hey, if you give something to the Lord, it belongs to Him. Don't take it back. Don't make a commitment if you're not going to do it. See, and this is what the Lord is wanting to teach us today. When we make commitments, let's make them. Let's fulfill them. Let's not take them back. As we keep reading, as we go on, it says there in verse 9, well, in verse 8, I just wanted you to know if a man was too poor to pay these shekels, the priest had the, you know, the right to, as it says there in verse 8, to, to give a value according to what he was able to repay. So they were sort of, you know what, there was a little less they had to do only because of their, of their uh, income status. But as we keep reading in verse 9, it says, If it is an animal that man may bring as an offering to the Lord... All that anyone gives to the Lord shall be holy. He shall not substitute it or exchange it. Good for bad or bad for good. And if he at all exchanges animal for animal, then both it and the one exchanged for it shall be holy. You know what it would happen? And, you know, the Lord knows our hearts. I mean, he knows the way we are as people, right? When you give, you know, you give something that, you know, here he's talking about animals, right? And if somebody gave the Lord, let's, let's take this for example. He gave him a bull, right? And he saw this bull grow and it became a stud, a bull that he can breed and, and make other bulls with that. And he says, you know what, Lord, I want to, you know, you go to the priest and you tell him, you know what, let me exchange that bull. I have another bull. It's still a bull. It may not have two horns and it may not be all buffed out, but it's still a bull, Lord. 
And the Lord was going to tell him, he says, you know what? If you do that, guess what? You lose them both. See, we can't switch things on the Lord. You know, the Lord says what he means and means what he says. And, and this, is what he wrote, well, this is what he laid out. He says, if you try to do a switch, if you try to pull a fast one on me, you're going to lose them both. And that's what we have here. See, the human heart, if we think about it, right? This is why the Lord is, He knows all things. He knows the way we think. He knows the way we do things, right? And He knows that we're always trying to pull a fast one. And this is what he, why He lays things out the way He does. You know, when things belong to the Lord, they're His. And you know what? As, as He says, you know, when you give things to me, they're mine. And if we keep reading in verse 11, he says, If it is an unclean animal, which they do not offer as a sacrifice to the Lord, then he shall present the animal before the priest, and the priest shall set a value for it, whether it is good or bad, as you, the priest, value it, so it shall be. But if he wants at all to redeem it, then he must add one-fifth to your valuation. So if he was to bring in, right, an animal, an unclean animal, one that couldn't be sacrificed. The Lord says, you know what, if you want to buy it back, you can. I'll let you buy it back because, first of all, I can't use it as a sacrifice, right? Because I desire and I expect perfection. And so the Lord says, you know what, if you want to buy this back, you give me 20% more. On top of its value. Some of us may think, man, Lord, you're pretty shrewd. You know, why would you require this? Why would you want more than what it's worth? See, when we give things to the Lord, He wants us to take it seriously, or you're going to pay a price. See, many of us take these things lightly, don't we? We always think to ourselves, you know what, I'm going to give you something, Lord, and we take it back like nothing. You know, when it comes to the Lord, He is just and fair. And He says, you know what? When I, when you give me things, I'm going to deal with that appropriately. And let me give you an example so you can have a better understanding of this. You know, I know today it's not done as much as it was when I was young, when I was younger, and I guess for all of you also. Remember when you used to buy these nice stereos, and you know they had the uh, whether it be cassettes or CD players, and you would buy one, and you decided, you know what, I have one, or I have this other one I installed, and I'm not going to need this one after all. So you would give it to your friend, right? And he would install it in his car and he'd pay somebody to install it. And then you say, you know what? That stereo I gave you for your car, you know what? I want it back. Can I have it back? The first thing you would say is, hey, I paid somebody to install it in my car. So what would you expect? You expect that, you know what? 
he's going to have to pay me. Pay me for the cost of installing it in my car. And I'll give you back the stereo. And we all think that that's fair, right? That's a just thing to do, right? Because, hey, if you gave it to me and I took it and I paid somebody to install it in the car, then you know what? You should pay me for that installation. See, we look at that as being fair. See, when it comes to the Lord, anything that belongs to Him, it's His now. It's not yours no more. There's no Indian giving when it comes to the Lord. Once you give it to Him, it's His, and as He says, it becomes holy. And so if you want it back, the Lord says, you know what? Go ahead. You know what? You can have it back. If it's an unclean animal, He says you can have it back, but you're going to have to pay. The value of it, Plus 20%. Again, to take commitment serious. When it comes to the Lord, He's not just going to be a pushover. He will deal justly and fairly and appropriately with us. If we keep reading, it says in verse 14, And when a man dedicates his house to be holy to the Lord, then the priest shall set a value for it, whether it is good or bad. As a priest values it, so it shall stand. If he who dedicated it wants to redeem his house, then he must add one-fifth of the money of your valuation to it, and it shall be his. You know what? Homes. You know what? When you give homes to the Lord, the Lord says, you know what? They're mine. Right? And if you want the home back that you gave to me, it's the same thing. You got to pay 20%. You got to pay 20% above what it's worth. And some may be thinking, especially today, right? What happens today with property values? They've gone down, haven't they? You know what? About three years ago, we see what these properties were selling for. Or was it four years ago? And then, you know, within the last three years, they had gone down. Some may say, but you know what? The property is worth less now. You know, when you gave that property... The value of that property was set. And so whatever it was set at, if you wanted it back, you would have to pay 20%. Again, just, you know, as we, as we think about our giving, as we think about our giving to the Lord, you know what, when we give to the Lord, you know what, we should give based on our love and commitment for Him, Right? It's not that he forces us or he's not asking them to give or he's not forcing them to, to give. These people made the choice and the decision to do it, you know, as they were moved by the Lord, right? And when it comes to us, the Lord wants us to give cheerfully to him. See, this should be our attitude and we give because we love. And because we love, you know, we shouldn't be taking things back. You know, as we begin to understand or to begin to have a heart of giving, then these things don't come into play. But we know that the Lord lays down His rules. The Lord lays down His law as to how to deal with people that like to take back, that want to redeem these things that were given to Him. If we keep reading, it says, If a man dedicates to the Lord... Part of a field of his possession. 
Then your valuation shall be according to the seed for it. A homer of barley seed shall be valued at 50 shekels of silver. If he dedicates his field from the year of Jubilee, according to your valuation, it shall stand. But if he dedicates his field after the Jubilee, then the priest shall reckon to him the money due according to the years that remain till the year of Jubilee. And it shall be deducted from your valuation. And if he who dedicates the field over ever wishes to redeem it, then he must add one-fifth of the money of your valuation to it. And it shall belong to him. But if he does not want to redeem the field, or if he has sold the field to another man, it shall not be redeemed anymore. But the field, when it is released in the jubilee, shall be holy to the Lord. As a devoted field, it shall be the possession of the priest. And if a man dedicates to the Lord a field which he has bought, which is not the field of his possession, then the priest shall reckon to him the worth of your valuation up to the year of Jubilee. And he shall give your valuation on that day as a holy offering to the Lord. In the year of Jubilee, the field shall return to him from whom it was bought, to the one who owned the land as a possession, and all your valuation shall be according to the shekel of the sanctuary, 20 garars to the shekel. He continues to talk about property. Whether property is bought or leased and you decide to give it to the Lord, great. You know, it's, you know this dedicating, giving it to the Lord for His usage, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's a blessing. But if you want to redeem it, it's going to cost you just the same way. It's going to cost you 20%. It's going to be added to the value. And how is the value, how is the value given to, to these? He says, whatever the land yields, that's how you value it. When it comes to the seed, when it comes to the crop, when it comes to the harvest. And how much of it is going to yield before the year of the Jubilee? So I, if I gave it, you know, at the halfway point to the year of the Jubilee which came every 50 years, then you know what? Then that's what they would value it at. And so we have here, we have here the valuation of it. He says, and if you don't want to redeem it, then guess what? In the year of the Jubilee, if you don't want to redeem it, then it, it, it stays with the Lord. He says, but there are some, right, that sell what they've already given to the Lord. You know, we have here, you know what, things that are devoted to the Lord. And he says, you know what, if you decide to sell something that has been devoted to the Lord, three things happen. One is you're definitely going to lose it in the year of the Jubilee. And it's going to go to the priest and you can never redeem it. You know what, some may say, you know what, that's harsh. It's not harsh. You know why? Because today we know that there are people, right? How many people today sell things that don't belong to them? You have people that sell cars, right? That they don't even own. They don't even have a pink slip to it. It doesn't belong to them and they sell it. Or they have houses that don't even belong to them and they're selling their homes. What happens to people that sell cars or homes that don't belong to them? They go to jail, right? If they find out, that definitely is jail time. And so, you know, as we think about these things, this is what the Lord is talking about. 
You know what? There's philanthropists that are out there, right? How many philanthropists are out there? I'm going to share uh, an awesome, awesome blessing that's happening at Calvary Chapel Laverne. You know, I was, uh, the pastor was sharing, uh, Pastor Mark over there. He was saying, you know what? The church that we're renting from, you know what? It's an old Southern Baptist church similar to this. And he says, you know what? We're renting from them, but you know what? They talked about giving us the property and the church. And he was all, he's all excited about that, right? And he's just thinking, you know what? We're going through the attorneys right now, working out all the paperwork. And all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, somebody comes in and says, you know what I want to do? I want to give you a piece of property with a building on it. And he's thinking to himself, Lord, you know what? I didn't have any. And now look at what you brought me. You know what? That's awesome. There's people that do this today. This is how God moves in people's hearts. To give, you know, and, and just as people were, you know, people are blessed and they want to give back, you know what, they, they want to give. You know what, I pray, you know what, it'd be awesome, right? I mean, here at, at our church, I mean, you know, wouldn't it be a blessing if somebody said, you know what, here's a title deed and here is a property with a building on it. One of these warehouses here in La Puente where we can just do it and fix it up as we'd like. And have church services when we like. And not only just church services, but have it open every day. You know what? That's my desire, right? And one day the Lord will bless us. One day the Lord's going to bless us with our own building. But until then, you know what? We just praise God for this place that He's given us to rent for now, right? You know, we're, we're content with what, the God, what God has given us. And we've got to work with what God has given us. He's chosen us for this city. You and I have been chosen to bring the gospel to this city. And you know what? And as we're here, right? As we're here, you know what? We just do as God has called us to do. As we keep reading in verse 26. It says, But the firstborn of the animals, which should not be the Lord's, which should be the Lord's firstborn, no man shall dedicate, whether it is an ox or a sheep, it is the Lord's. And if it is an unclean animal, then he shall redeem it according to your valuation and shall add one fit to it. Or if it is not redeemed, then it shall be sold according to your valuation. You know what? There's people that, you know, when the Lord brought the Jews, the Israelites out of Egypt, he said, all the firstborn are mine. And there'll be those people that he knew if he wouldn't have claimed all the firstborn, they'd be coming in and saying, Lord, this is for you. I'm dedicating this to you. It already belonged to him, right? So he says, you know what? These are already mine. You know what? These animals are mine already. The firstborn belong to the Lord. But he says, but if it is unclean, if it has a blemish, then it can be redeemed. He says it can be redeemed as long as you pay the value plus 20%. And then as we keep reading in verse 28, it says, Nevertheless, no devoted offering that a man may devote to the Lord of all that he has, both man and beast, or the field of his possession, shall be sold or redeemed. Every devoted offering is most holy to the Lord. No person under the ban who may become doomed to destruction among men 
shall be redeemed, but shall surely be put to death. As we see that, as we see here that, you know what? He talks about something. He talks about their, he says they're doomed to destruction. You know, what does he mean by doomed to destruction? When we think about this, right? Israel, when they were out there, they were conquering and battling other tribes and other lands and other nations, right? When they would conquer these nations, they would take the booty, right? They would take all the spoils, the spoils of war. And this included animals. This included gold and silver. This included people. This included things, right, of value. And we know that, you know what the Lord says? Those things are mine. Those things are doomed for destruction. They belong to me. And you are banned from redeeming any of those things because they belong to me. Do you remember the story of King Saul and the Amalekites? Do you remember that the Lord told them, you know what? I want you to kill everything that is living there. Man, women, beast, animal, everything. I want it gone. And what does King Saul do? Remember, he says, you know what? There's some beautiful animals. Some animals that are unblemished. They are perfect. And I want to sacrifice them to the Lord. And the Lord told him, I want you to kill the king. And King Saul says, no, you know what, Lord? I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to bring him back. And I'm going to give him to you. All these things that he brought back, right? They were doomed to destruction. They weren't to be redeemed. They weren't to be bought back. They weren't to be, you weren't supposed to pay a price for them. You were to get rid of them. And this is what the Lord is talking about here. This is what he's, he's mentioning. And so as we think about these things, you know, this is how the Lord looks at things. This is how he wants his people to follow his instructions, his command. And verse 30 goes on to say, And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. If a man wants all to redeem any of his tithes, he shall add one fifth to it. So the Lord says, you know what? The first tenth of everything is mine, right? What does tithe mean? It means a tenth, right? He says, you know what? I give you everything. You have so much. And he tells the Jews, he says, you know what? Just give me a tenth. I've blessed you with all these things. You wouldn't have any of this unless it was for me. And so all I want is a tenth. It belongs to me. He said, but if you want your tenth back, you're going to have to pay 20%. You know what? Think of it with us. Every single thing that we have, that you and I have, God has allowed it. God has given it to us. And how many of us, you know what, forget that God is not broke. When we think about it, right? 
We think, you know what? I've earned it or I made it myself or, you know what? I worked for all of it. The Lord has blessed you with it. It is His gracious gifts that He gives to you and to me. He owns everything, right? We read, I think, last week or the week before that He owns a a cat on a thousand hills. Everything under the sun is His. And yet, we have a hard time giving back. We have a hard time giving to the Lord what belongs to Him anyways. See, because we're still struggling. We're still thinking that we're in control. We're still battling, right? With what's of worth to us. You know, when it comes to money, you know, we know that money can buy things. And yet we have a hard time letting go of it. Because we think to ourselves, you know what? I need the money. But the Lord gave it to you from the beginning. And all He wants to see is if your heart is in the right place. Can you give back? Can you give back a small portion? For the Jews, He told them it was a tenth. For us, He says, you know what? For the church, He says, you know what? I just want you to give cheerfully. If you make more, you give more. If you make less, then you give less. But you got to give. And you'll see the blessings of God as your heart becomes right. Because you're not holding on to things. You don't have a divided heart anymore. That's completely surrendered to Him. And this is what's pleasing to the Lord. If we keep reading in verse 32... He goes on to say, And concerning the tithe of the herd or the flock, of whatever passes under the rod, the tenth one shall be holy to the Lord. He shall not inquire whether it is good or bad, nor shall he exchange it. And if he exchanges it at all, then both it and the one exchanged for it shall be holy. It shall, be, it shall not be redeemed. <laughs> this is so awesome. You know what this means? The Lord would have people's herds and flocks. You know, they would go through the rod, right? You know, as he's, what he's telling them is, you know what, as they bring it to him, as they bring all that belongs to the Lord, he's saying, you know what, as a herd and the flock go through, the tenth one is mine. And he knows people, right? You know what, their favorite one, they're just saying, oh, I hope it's not that tenth one. And all of a sudden, they forgot how to count to ten. They're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 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 ten. And they hold it back. The Lord is saying, you know what? None of that. He's saying, you know what? If you try to do the exchange, if you try to pull a fast one on me, then guess what? You're going to lose both. See, the Lord is on top of things. The Lord knows our hearts. And He's just saying, you know what? Just give me the tenth one. 
I'll replace it with even a more beautiful lamb or sheep or goat or bull or cow or ox. You know what? As people, we just got to do as the Lord says. And as we do as he says, then we know that it's pleasing to him. And we don't have to worry about the rest. You know, as here, we know that he says, you know what? You take it. You try to exchange it, you're going to lose it. And then in verse 34, it reads, it says, These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses for the children of Israel on Mount Sinai. This is a reminder that God had given all of these commandments to Moses. When he was up in the mountain, spending 40 days and 40 nights with the Lord, the Lord gave him all these commandments. The Lord gave him what he wrote to us in the book of Leviticus. These were the instructions for the Jews. But there are great treasures in this. In these writings that we can apply to us today. In the spirit of giving. What does the Lord say? He says to give with a cheerful heart. He tells us that in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7. But he also tells us, and I want you to understand this. He doesn't require us to make vows. He actually tells us, and it's in Ecclesiastes 5, 5. It says, better not, make, better not to vow than to vow and not pay. And what he means by that is, you know what? I discourage you to make a vow. You know what? Don't make any promises. Don't make me any vows. Because if you can't keep them, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. You know, as we think about ourselves, you know, as we reflect on the vows that we have made, or as we think about the commitments that maybe we've done, and then we've taken them back. You know what? Let us be a people that when we say yes, we mean it. See, the Lord doesn't want us to be wishy-washy. He doesn't want us to be Indian givers. He doesn't want us to try to manipulate things. The Lord just wants us to have a heart of giving. Didn't he tell us in his word, it's better to give than to receive? See, because as we learn to give, we know and we trust in the Lord that you want that we're pleasing Him. And that whatever we give, we're not holding on to it. You know, it's not becoming our little idol. It's not becoming, you know what, the thing that we're consumed with so much. You know, when it comes to the Lord, and when it comes to our hearts, what's the one thing that the Lord wants? He wants your heart, right? He doesn't want part of your heart. He doesn't want only half of it. He doesn't want two-thirds of it. He wants all of it. And when we think about this, how many times have we said, you know what, Lord, today is a day. 
You know what? Today is a day when I'm fully giving my heart to you. When I'm giving it all to you. And then all of a sudden, you allow things to come in between you and the Lord. We know that's not pleasing to God. We saw that there was a price to pay here, right? There was a price that they had to pay for taking things back. You know, when it comes to our lives, right? As we see what's going on in the world around us, let's not hang on too tightly with the things of the world. You know, the Lord is coming back soon, and when He comes back, He's taking us, right? We're not going to be holding on to all our property and our land and all our possessions, carrying it. Oh, Lord, come on, take us all. And as we talked about this past weekend, right? Everything around us, everything that you see, it's all going to disintegrate. It's going to go away. And the Lord's going to usher in a new heaven and a new earth. He says, why do you keep your eyes on the things of this world? The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. You know, these things have no eternal value. These things are all going to be destroyed. He says, but what's most important is keeping your eyes on me. What's most important is being heavenly minded. He wants you to have a focus on him. And as you have a focus on him and a passion for his name and a fervor and a fire that burns for him. We're not going to be holding on to the things of this world. All of them, they wanted the things back, right? You know what? They thought to themselves, you know what? I want the animals back. I want the land back. I want my people back. They were holding on to these things. They couldn't let go. Let us not hold on tightly to the things of this world. But let us hold on. Let us hold on to his love, to his grace. You know what? There's no love like our Lord's. And we have been given so much beyond what you can comprehend because if we truly understand all the blessings that God has given us, we would be serving Him differently. You know, when it comes to the Lord, He doesn't force us to give us, to give Him your heart. He's not saying, you know what, I want your heart. His desire is that you would just turn it over. Give it to him. And not take it back. Because as we take it back, we know that we will pay a price. And that price that we pay, that price that we pay can be deadly. 
Let us be a people that are yielded to him. Fully surrendered to him. Living sacrifices for the Lord. And with that, we will close. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the book of Leviticus, Lord. As you close this book, Lord, with commitment, Lord, with dedication, Lord, to you. Lord, this book talked about holiness from its beginning to its end. Lord, let us be a people that are holy, Lord, just as you are, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all the great teachings, Lord, that you gave us through this book. The understanding, Lord, of how it all points to you, Lord. Lord, as we sit here now, thinking about what you've spoken on, meditating and chewing on these things. First of all, if there's anyone here that has not fully surrendered their hearts to you, Lord, and that have things that are keeping them from you, Lord, Things that are holding them back, Lord. Lord, your desire is that they would fully surrender. If there's anyone here that wants to make a commitment or a recommitment to the Lord, you can do that now. Anyone want to do that? Raise your hand and we will pray for you. Anyone? If there's anyone here that may have been, that, may, that maybe has given something to the Lord and you've been taking it back and you just want to tell them you're sorry for the things that you've taken back that you've given to him. As we know, when we repent of these things, when we ask him for forgiveness, He's there to freely give it. If there's anyone that wants to do this, raise your hand and we will pray for you. Anyone that wants to, wants to do this before we close. Anyone. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for this time, Lord. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor, Lord, for your great love, for your great word. And we pray this in Jesus' name.